It is Wednesday, the 31st and final day of August 2022. As the calendar prepares to move away from summer and towards the autumn, I'd also like to wish a happy first day of school to all of you school-age children that happen to be listening to this program. I'm sure there's tons, tons of you. Isn't it great? Uh, the summer break has finally ended. You're filled with fear, trepidation, uh, or joy, excitement, all sort of balled up into one small human. And for you parents, that, that peace, quiet, and sanity that you once had in life has returned, but only for brief moments on weekdays. Yes, that bundle or bundles of joy that you just had to have, or you did so in order to fill some kind of self-created emptiness in your soul, or because you're one of those fucking weirdos that somehow thinks the human race needs more of something in your likeness, or you were guilted into it by members of your family because that's totally healthy and normal, right? Or, you know... You just love kids. Yeah, the first day of school. Some of your kids probably hate. But would never say anything to you because you'd probably make them feel less than human by acknowledging their feelings. Suck it up. Be a man. Tough it up. You'll miss school when you grow up. It'll be fine. You'll make friends. Everybody else feels the same way. Sure thing, parent. The timing is great, though, as I, I will be talking about teachers today, along with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, Pakistan, telescopes, Cox, layoffs, slash LinkedIn, and three days worth of shitting. Hold on to your collective hats. That's all right here, right now, on episode 131 of Complaints and Observations. Still, the most less than average podcast on the internet. With a host who's the smartest person in the room when he's the only one there. A continuing odyssey into mediocrity. Guaranteed to make you question your life choices and your own sanity. This is Complaints and Observations. With Dave LaPointe. Who the hell is Dave LaPointe? I think he's a bum. I think he's an absolute bum. All right, what's up? How are you? Good, good. Fucking yeah. Terrific. Um, this is like the third or fourth time I've tried to record this particular segment, and I keep getting interrupted in a variety of different ways. Um, but uh, yeah, that's really not important. I don't know why I felt the need to throw that in there. I didn't. Um, somebody told me, again, 
that this occasionally sounds like I'm talking into a toilet. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss because the microphone costs 20, 20 bucks. I, mean, I think maybe 25. I'm not sure. However, it's my like fifth microphone in, in two and a half years. Um, I'm, the broadcast palace here is a tad cavernous. Just a tad. I mean, it's full of shit, so it shouldn't be as echoey. It just is. I should get one of those like foam screen things. Like professional voiceover people do and like sit in it. You know, you kind of put it in your desk, like over it. I don't know. You probably have no idea what I'm talking about. And I'm a bit congested. So I sound a little nasally today, which is probably going to be the second worst part of this podcast. The first being the actual content within said podcast. So with that, shall we begin? Yeah. So anyways. Yeah, teachers. I, I read some, you know, it's the problem with spending all day on the internet is you read some really just disturbing and fucked up shit. And uh, I'm going to, I'll get to that in a second, but I wrote down last week, was it last week? It was probably, yeah, it had to have been either Sunday or Monday that I wrote it down in, in the old uh, Google Keep Notes app uh, that I wrote, Tom Brady suddenly looks like a Hollywood actress. And of course, you know, being the cutting edge content uh, producer than I am, I was way ahead of the game here, and everybody started talking about it two days later. That he looks like he does not look good. That's <laughs> probably the best way to put it. Like as part of his sojourn to wherever the fuck him and his family went during that eleven to twelve days he was away from from uh, Buccaneers camp, he definitely had a needle pumped into his face. Now, what was in uh, you know, flowing through the needle. I don't know. Um, but I mean, there's definitely some kind of toxin flowing around his, his bloodstream. I don't think it's, it's a HGH or anything, but yeah, I mean, there's gotta be some Botox going on because he looked plastic. His hair looked terrible. And I've never once said in my life that Tom Brady had terrible hair. His hair looked bad. His hair looked bad. His, his facial expressions didn't move, so it was probably just Botox or something. But Or he just got, you know, straight-up work done. He could, but, I mean, only 11 days. But, of course, then it was talked about ad nauseum uh, across all of the local uh, sports radio programs. During the week, and because I'm lazy and don't have an audience. What was the point of talking about it when I thought of it? Yeah, there isn't. Hey, <laughs> hey, new episode of the pod uh, just dropped. We're going to talk about Tom Brady's plastic face. Tune in and I'd get, you know, three people. Though I would have beaten everyone to the punch because I'm pretty sure I thought of that before anyone else. That's probably not true, but that's what I'm going to stick with. So, of course, as we wrap up the NFL preseason, uh, getting very close to the start of the year, uh, I might do a uh, not an episode NFL preview. Maybe next week. Maybe I'll have it come out next Thursday. 
prior to the uh, first game of the year. Because, you know, I'm sure everyone is just chomping at the bit to hear my hot lava football takes. I doubt it. That's that's total bullshit, but whatever. Uh, but I still might do it just because, one, it's my show, and two, I find it fun. And that's what I'm looking for, fun. I'm looking for fun. But around here, the big the big topic ha- that has been just absolutely... The dead horse now is beyond dead. It is literally a pile of of uh, guts. The blood is dried up. It's in its you know shriveled, shriveled entrails at this point. That's what's happened to the dead horse of the the Patriots. Don't have coordinators uh, discussion on all of the um, various shows across the two. Um, sports shows and across all of social media, various podcasts. And look, here's here's something that I thought of. Bill Belichick is a winner, okay? He's a proven winner. The guy's won. That's an indisputable fact. Now, if you want to sit there and argue and say that it was because of this guy or that guy or whoever, fine. It's an argument I'm willing to have. But in the end, when you look up the coaching record, you know, there's only one guy who's better than him, and it's Don Shula, and he played when, you know, the average size of an offensive lineman was 140 pounds. So, quite frankly, he doesn't count. He counts. I'm being facetious. But Bill Belichick this year, in, in the way that he is working his 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 staff, he's pared down his staff. It's not nearly as big as it normally is. Uh, and especially when you have a guy who is essentially your offensive coordinator, your play caller, and your offensive line coach act, is one person. And then your quarterback's coach and God knows whatever the fuck else Joe Judge is going to be doing all rolled into one person. And it made me think, right? Do, do you think Do you think Bill Belichick likes control more than he likes winning? Think about this, okay? He knew... That, you know, Tom, well, I I shouldn't say he knew. In his mind, Tom Brady was not going to be successful or he was not going to be Tom Brady if he was anywhere else. In his, this is in his mind. And this is pre-Tom going to Tampa Bay, obviously. So the whole thing about, you know, the Patriot way and Bill Retrust and this is how they do things around here. This, it it was entirely a control-based system where you had it was a dictatorship you had one person in charge and that was it even to some degree the owner is beholden to him right so which does he like more does he just like being in control or does he like winning i would also venture a guess that in his mind him being in control leads to winning so this year where he's just basically fucking around with everyone and doing this whole I'm not naming coordinators business is is a more sign where he is in control. He's controlling the media as well because he's not going to let them dictate any of the narrative here. This is going to be entirely Bill. It's going to be his thing, and that's it. 
Now, I could be, and probably am, way off. At the same time, I have heard far more outlandish shit in the last 20-plus years with this guy and this team that this isn't entirely out of the realm of possibility, right? I don't think it is. And you're going to have people on, on one uh, side of the coin who don't like the guy say, yeah, that's all he fucking cares about, blah, 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 look at this team, yada, yada, yada. And they'd probably, you know, it, it'd be, I, I half agree with you. And then the other half, the in Bill We Trust crowd, I half agree with you guys too. So the way that he's running things right now is uh, peculiar. Probably the best way to put it. Honestly, I think he's getting off on on everyone getting so butthurt about coordinators. I think he's thoroughly enjoying it at this point. Because, you know, he is, he's done uh, quite a bit of, cha- of turnover on the, on the team from last year to this year based on the roster that, that they now have. I think it was like 19 guys turned over from last year to, to this year. I think the defense will be good. I really do. The offense, I think, will get there. I believe in this quarterback. That's just me. I really do. I think he's a smart kid. And I, but I think it's gonna he's going to be this kind of guy. He's not Tom Brady, so let's get that the fuck out the way, all right? We need to stop thinking about that. We need, you know, the, the comparison that keeps coming up, keep, keeps coming up is Kirk Cousins. I don't want Kirk Cousins because Kirk Cousins is a loser. And Kirk Cousins, apparent for the, what was the stat I heard the other day where he somehow is not good in games that don't start at 1 p.m. It's like, you can't have a fucking guy like that. What the fuck? <laughs> Plus, he's always had big-time weapons uh, in Minnesota. Dalvin Cook, Stephen Diggs, Justin Jefferson, Kyle Rudolph. Sure, there was some other guys in there too, sprinkled around. I don't want Mac Jones to be a loser. I think he's a smart kid. I think it's going to take him a few years to get physically where he needs to be. So if he can be slightly better, if he can be better than Kirk Cousins, I'll be happy. And the team will be in good hands. But then in three years, Bill will decide not to sign him. So that's a. It's not going to matter because next year he's probably going to draft a quarterback in the second round. It's going to start all this bullshit. And then the new media thing will, well, does Bill not trust Mac Jones? Because we've already seen that in Jimmy Garoppolo, who stinks. (laughs) Yeah, that guy sucks. Anyways. Okay, on to a another uh, boring topic that I that I am not at all qualified to talk about, and that is teaching. Yeah, exciting, huh? I read an article about uh, like you know teaching shortages across the country, and how and and part of the reason is because 
as I'm trying to find a job and I just kind of look at, um, you know, general job listings, ton of teaching positions, a ton of them. Math. I mean, basically every fucking school on the planet needs a math teacher. Why? Math blows. That's right. Fuck you, math. So there's a problem, you know, in a lot of places it's, it's harder than others. And again, that kind of goes to, uh, you know, what part of the country you're in, uh, the school district, the, the tax rate, all kinds of bullshit that again, I am not at all qualified to talk about, but because it's my program and I find it interesting. I find it interesting that when we were growing up, okay, so back in the 80s, you know, how many times, it doesn't have to be the 80s, I would imagine it would be the 90s too, but how many times, you know, you're sitting in a classroom when you're, I don't know, 8, 9, 10 to 12 years old, and, and the question comes, what do you want to be when you grow up? And how many people in that classroom said they wanted to be a teacher? I would say it was, you know, it was a representable number of kids that said they wanted to be a teacher when they grew up. Want to be a teacher? Want to be a teacher? Okay, cool. And nothing more really comes of it. But the idea is that, you know, you sort of plant something in the head of these kids and you see where it, where it goes. That, that sort of deal, right? Now, I am not of that particular age group any longer, but I'm very curious to know how many kids, if you were to poll them, would say, that they wanted to be a teacher. Because I would venture a guess in numerous parts of the country, that is not a desirable uh, profession anymore. Where it used to be the kind of thing where you could, um, you know, live a, a normal life, pay your bills, do things, uh, you know, start a family, yada, 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 blah, blah, blah. I don't think that's really the case anymore. It seems to be an overarching theme here over the course of this particular episode, and that's that, you know, uh, poor people are getting fucked. And it's it's no more evident than in some of these school systems across the country. And it's funny because you see it, again, in different states. And the way that the country is set up, and it's all, you know, state-driven, county, town, whatever, all these various school districts manage themselves, run themselves, and they get to decide different things. For example... The, the curriculum is all managed at a district level. Pay managed at a district level, even in some cases, state level. If you look at, uh, for example, the state of Arizona, which has uh, one of the three lowest average teacher salaries in the country, uh, they're completely and totally fucked, where they, you know, they and along with numerous other states are planning to go to a four-day school week. Like that, that doesn't even fucking, I can't even fathom that. But of course, you know, math, math teachers, you're not going to find fucking math teachers anywhere. And I said that. So what do you do? Well, it's like, oh, maybe we should raise salaries. Well, in some cases, sure. In Arizona, though, they've just passed a law that makes it easier for aspiring teachers to gain work experience without actually graduating from college. Which makes perfect sense, right? And then in Florida, 
for some reason, military veterans can be granted temporary teaching certificates. What? How does that make any fucking sense to you? Florida. But then again, it's Florida. New Mexico, Colorado, Oregon, Idaho, South Dakota, and Texas. All common for four-day schedules. It's insane. What do you do? What's the problem? What's what's the solution? I think the solution would be some sort of national, uh, not curriculum, because you don't want that. Because I think you start wading into particular issues, right? I think what you should do is uh, eliminate, if you go to public school, uh, parents don't have any say in what the fuck's going on. I, I read another story about a guy in Maine whose, it seems, entire existence is to just harass school boards because of all this, you know, they're all afraid of, of trans people and afraid of black people. So they go to every fucking school board meeting that they can and just start shit. One guy is a literal uh, convicted pedophile. And a friend of his is saying that he's been saved by Jesus Christ, so he's okay now. Like, oh. Why would a teacher want to fucking deal with that crap? Because, you know, again, at first it was... It, just being paid like crap. And and the people that love teaching could just tolerate it and love it. But now it seems every parent, not every parent, a lot of parents seem to think they're more qualified than the teachers. And in some cases, they might be correct, depending on the state that you live. But the sheer volume of school boards spending time on made-up bullshit like CRT and giving a shit about what sex a kid uh, wants to be than actually caring about a curriculum. Nostradamus ain't got shit on Mike Judge because idiocracy is coming true so fucking fast. Because this the, the country is literally going to get dumber as time goes on. Literally dumber. Dumber, poorer, fatter. That's exactly what what they want. Whoever they are, they what they want. And I feel bad for, for teachers. And it's like, why would you choose to put up with that shit? And again, I, it, it just, it really is a depend on where you live kind of a situation. Because in some places, uh, there is no teacher shortage. And if you look at a map, you could probably point to the ones that have the problem, and you can point to the ones that don't. There's always a shortage of math teachers, because again, math sucks. So fuck math. Unless you're a ma if you're a math teacher and you're listening to this for some weird reason, thank you. Thank you for being a math teacher, but still, fuck math. <laughs>two more no just one more segment of serious unfunny whining which really makes the show right Ugh. it's funny because when you when you finish these things you're like oh okay well no, no i shouldn't say that when i finish like the prep
I'm like, oh, okay, that's not bad. And then when I'm actually, you know, doing it, it's like, oh, that, that's fucking awful. That's not entertaining at all, David. But what can you do? These are things that I feel strongly about, so I'm going to talk about. So, uh, since the last episode, there have been a, a handful of uh, layoffs throughout the country, including at my former employer. Uh, who laid off 900 people for a number of different reasons. One is they can't get out of their own fucking way, but that's neither here nor there. And then there's, you know, some other companies that have laid people off. But the problem with mass layoffs is that it creates uh, way too much. I don't want to say bullshit because I don't think that's it. But the posting by both the people that were laid off, the people that, I shouldn't say both, it's all, the people that were laid off, the people that weren't laid off, and then the people who really had no affiliation with either, but feel the need to just jump onto the trend for clout. All over LinkedIn, it's fucking stupid. The worst, the worst of them are the people that were that were laid off. And there's nothing that gets me angry or, or that really fucking drives me crazy, right? Are the ones where it's like a glowing post-layoff po uh, post, right? Post-layoff post. I just realized that that's what that was. Wow, Dave, that's fucking stupid. You know, where it's like... Um, Oh, I was part of the of the mass layoff, and I'm just I'm so sad. But in the two months that I worked there, I learned so much and made so many great friends. It's like, wait, two months, and you're you're not saying I want to burn the fucking place down? Do people not get pissed off about losing their jobs anymore? What the what the fuck happened? Two months? You don't even get to learn everybody's fucking name, but you're just going to sit there and tell me that it's fine? Sure, a severance is nice. Don't get me wrong, but that's the least that they owe you. There was one about a girl uh, in Europe, right? This poor thing came from, I think she, she either came from Korea or China. I can't remember what. Uh, it took her however long to get the visa uh, situation straightened out. I think she said four months from the time that she like applied and got hired uh, to the time she actually showed up to start work. It was about four months because that's how long the visa process took. And then she had to pick up and move to this new country uh, to, to start work. So she starts. It's her first day. She's going through orientation. Next day, psh, laid off. I was like, whoa, whoa. And her post was very similar, like super calm, collected. Now, look, it's not going to do you, it, it's not going to do you any favors if you rip the company in a, in a public LinkedIn post. It's not going to help you. I get that. So don't sit there and say, well, why would you do it? I understand. 
But I think you'd be better off saying nothing at all. Because even like a passive-aggressive post, which I don't really think this was intentionally passive-aggressive, but it was. Because, I mean, she threw shade, for sure. And just getting angry in general is not going to really help you in the long run, but you're just letting them off the hook. Like, they fucked up. They can't properly allocate funds or figure shit out. They spend way too much fucking money on advertising. They overhire. No clear path to profitability. But you're the one happy for the opportunity? Come on now. Come on. Spare me the bullshit, right? Because now you have to fucking try to find another job, and it's a pain in the balls. It's a pain in the fucking gigantic balls. <laughs> a pain in the gigantic balls. Man, and then there's the, you know, the people that work for the company that had the layoff, but they weren't affected. You know, they're the ones feeling... And in some cases, look, I, if your entire department is sort of gutted and you were, were left standing, okay, well, then you feel bad. Fine. But again, you're so much better off saying nothing. Like, reach out to the individual people that you know, extend your apologies, and say to them, hey, if there's anything you need, I'm here for you, that kind of a thing. But the worst, not the worst, the worst was the first one, but the, the next worst was... Yeah, you're seeing people who, like, used to work for the company, okay? Oh, I used to work there, so I know what it's like. You should come over here where it's much better. <sighs> Why didn't you say that two weeks ago? Why didn't you post that a month ago? Why are you doing this now? Why are you taking advantage of, of you know, the, the misfortune of all these people? Why are you doing that? Don't do that. Fucking, you know, I'm about to say something that I shouldn't be saying, but fucking be an adult. And then there's the recruiters. Oh, if you, you know, if you're looking for a job, let me, okay. So monetary gain for you uh, under the guise of helping all these uh, helpless people that just got laid off. Stop. Just stay off LinkedIn as a whole. Man, I mean, I, I am on there because I have to be. But good fucking gravy. It is just such a, a phony shithole pain in the balls. And it drives me nuts. Like, just stop, please. I beg of you, stop. Lots of segments, lots of... Terrible musical interludes. All right, good news. I have uh, two voicemails. So uh, on to the voicemails. Hey, this is Officer Jackson, Fairbanks County Police. I'd just like to report a kind of a tricky situation we had down here and indirectly involved your podcast. Uh, I can explain here. So there were two vehicles involved. We had a tiny red pickup truck. It looked like it was standard. Gentleman couldn't seem to handle a shifting, but he said it was cheap enough, so we bought it. The other vehicle was an Aztec. I hadn't seen one of those since Walter White. Cheer me up for a tick or two there. And then, anyway, one guy bumped into the other here and said, 
Well, it was because he was trying to call into your podcast. Uh, he had his AirPods in, and he wanted to call in. Now, he was in the middle of that when he heard you complaining about AirPods, so he got a little angry, a little ticked off, so he sped up a bit. Anyway, he uh, ended up running into the Aztec and caused the accident. A gentleman in the tiny red pickup truck, which was standard shift, he couldn't seem to handle it, said it was cheap enough, so he bought it. Well, they ended up getting into an argument. One thing led to another, and they just started punching each other in the face. And I'd just like you to know that your podcast out here is doing really well. It's really getting people motivated, maybe not in the best way, but it's really getting people motivated. So don't be so down on yourself. I've listened to a few minutes of it uh, as I was on the toilet, like Chuck Berry was, Johnny Be Good. Anyway, uh, anyway, you have a good day. Keep it up. You know, keep it up. You may not have a lot of listeners, but it does have a considerable impact out there. Amazing. Um, need to thank Mr. Jackson for calling in and uh, alerting me, uh, you know, to to the issue here. So a couple things to unpack. Um, the officer mentioned uh, a couple of things, a couple of details that, that should be mentioned first. Um, the uh, tiny red pickup truck that was a standard. Um, and then he mentioned that he couldn't handle it, but it was cheap enough, so he bought it. From what I understand, the driver of the car figured it out and was able to, to handle it just fine. It's just that, hey, it was cheap enough, so he bought it. Uh, also, um, the Aztec, uh, a fine uh, motor vehicle, the Aztec, um, the kind of thing that, you buy on a whim, not a whim, but you buy uh, for the laughs. So I'm uh, terribly sorry to <clears throat> to the driver uh, of well, for everybody involved, really. And the driver was trying to call in about the AirPods complaint. And look, um, you know, he's probably one of those people that has his fucking AirPods in all the time. And I really, I bet, I bet Chuck Berry probably would have done it too, even when he was sitting on the toilet. So seems that the considerable impact that we're having down in Fairbanks County is, uh, is terrific. I'm thrilled. So to everyone in Fairbanks County, I appreciate it. Just, uh, you know, stop getting in fights and using your AirPods. Hey, Dave. Uh, Donnie calling in. I uh, wanted to bring up a complaint that happened a couple weeks ago. It's kind of a two-part complaint. Um so we just came into the clubhouse at Braintree Country Club on a, you know, low 80s day to this guy freaking out on the uh, the pro shop guy saying how the cart girls aren't coming around enough for him and how he wants, like, a free nine-hole round comp for him. Fuck you, dude. Like, it's like a, this girl's getting paid, like, what, 10, 12 bucks an hour or something in high school just to service you beers? Go fuck yourself. Part two, have you ever been in a scenario like when you're golfing and you just have one like guy who takes it too far with the cart girl? I think that's the most uncomfortable scenario in the world. Like you think you have, like, have a shot with this girl? Like, I mean, yeah, she's like working for tips and everything, so she's being nice, but like you actually think you have a shot with her? I don't know. Like fortunately it hasn't happened to me in a while, but I know it's a common thing. Wanted to hear your take on it. Ta-ta. Take care, Dave. Oh man, uh, Donnie, thank you as always. Um, 
first and foremost, uh, I find people that complain at golf courses to be somewhat insufferable because as someone who is a proficient complainer, you really got to know your, your, your spots. Okay. You got to pick them out. You're going to know when to complain and you know, you have to know what to complain about. I'm, I'm curious as to what, you know, what, what, what time of day this was, or what time of what day of the week. Um, because I rarely see cart girls, um, you know, out on a course if it's not a, a, a tournament of, of some kind. I'm, I'm sure there's been a couple places that I've been to where, you know, a cart girl will show up uh, on a weekend, but it's never during the week. So I'm going to assume this was a weekend. And uh, Braintree Country Club, uh, I, I like Braintree. Nice course. Um, but for this guy to fucking want a, a, a free round of golf because this girl was out serving drinks to other people, I really, really hope that the guy in the pro shop just told this dude to straight fuck off. What an entitled fuck. Man. Now, the real meat of, of the call was part two. Where, you know, you have one guy who takes it too far with the car girl. That happens. I would imagine that if I... Oh, see? Now I need... Oh, boy. I need... If you or anyone you know is or has been a cart girl, please uh, let me interview you. I need to know. I need some dirt. Because my guess is that these fucking poor kids are just like, I mean, they probably take and put up with way more bullshit than just about any sort of service industry person you could think of, right? Like way worse than a fucking waitress because, you know, the waitress could be like, oh, this guy's being a fuck, like, you know, dump arsenic in his food. I don't know. But I would venture a guess that there is just... No job worse for a young woman than being a fucking cart girl at a golf course. Because you think about it, right? A bunch of drunk dudes thinking that they somehow uh, are entitled to, to be pricks, which most drunk dudes are anyway. Uh, but, but then they're, oh man, God, that is just, it's the fucking worst. It's the worst. Donnie was so right. And that, God, what is what a fucking awful job. An awful job. I hope they make more than 10 to 12 bucks an hour and then make tips on top of that because that's really... To, to actually have to put up with that shit. And I, look, 75 to 85% of the people that they encounter, perfectly fine. But it's it's going to be that ten to fifteen percent, or fifteen to twenty five percent. They're going to ruin it for everybody. And it's not even like the, you know, the 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 purposely over the top shitty, uh, you know, person. Because there's you know there's going to be all the subtlety, uh, all the all the just innuendo. Oh, they probably have to put up with so much fucking shit. Honestly, what a fucking conversation that would be. I need. I'm going to have to do some digging because now I need to, I need to just ask questions about that. Like, Oh God, it's, it's fucking terrible. Oh, one time we were playing it. Um, 
Southers Marsh in Plymouth, like a, a, an impromptu tournament. It wasn't a charitable thing, which is a thing that friend of a friend of a friend put together. And um, we're playing and there's a cart girl there and my, my buddy Steve, we, we fucking rip him all the time for this. It's pretty funny. It's funny to us. Probably won't be funny to anybody else, but you know, where he's basically lounging on, on a hill, like talking to this poor girl. So you're in college. <laughs> I told the story way wrong, but I don't want to embarrass the poor guy, even though he would never listen to the show. Not the point. He wasn't, you know, uh, he, he wasn't being a prick. You know what I mean? It was just kind of making conversation, but it ends up sounding like he was a prick. This kind of goes back to what I said before, where it was, the completely accidental, non, uh, uh, nothing egregious, nothing terrible. It just comes off that way because probably in this girl's mind, every other fucking dude that she's talked to has been a giant prick. So this guy's probably a prick too. But they're never going to say it. They're never going to say, hey, you're being a fucking prick. Because you don't fucking know. Who the fuck knows? These dudes could fucking fly off the handle because that's what dudes do. Oh, man, what a fascinating conversation. So, yeah, if you or anyone you know is a, <laughs> is a card girl, uh, I'd love to have you on the show to just ask you about what the fuck goes on there because I can't imagine it's anything good. And I hope you're well compensated for it. So, yeah. Uh, thank you to uh, Officer Jackson. Thank you to Donnie. Greatly appreciate it. Love those voicemails. Keep calling in. 617-657-4736. would love to hear from each and every one of you. So I would have four voicemails a day. Just for the sake of uh, full transparency as we get to the, uh, the end of the program, the part that everyone loves, um, three gripes. I, I actually took uh, a segment out of the show. It's the first time I've ever done that, where I've recorded something and then taken it out. And uh, I, I did a bit on on Pakistan and the flooding and, the, and the, just the awful catastrophe that is going on in Pakistan. And I, I, I went back and I listened to it. It was about eight minutes long, nine minutes long. I'm like, boy, this this is just not. It's one again, and I've said this a thousand times. It's one thing to not be entertaining because I'm not. It's another thing to be not entertaining and totally and completely boring. It's a worthwhile topic. That you know, if you want to do your own research, please. I I, I ask you nicely to, to take a look at it and see what's going on in Pakistan. It's fucked up. It's it's awful, and I feel so bad for those people. But it was just nine minutes of like, well, you know, what are you doing? And I, you know, and I always say, hey, uh, I'm going to talk about something that I'm not at all qualified to talk about. I was not at all qualified to talk about this, like times a bazillion. And it just came off, I don't know, I didn't care for it. So I took it out. And it's the first time in, in two plus years that I've ever gone back and removed uh, a segment from the show. Hmm. 
Anywho, I just felt the need to share that. Why? I don't know, but I did. All right. Uh, as I mentioned, seeing as it is Wednesday, it is time for three gripes. Um, gripe number one, food poisoning. So this kind of goes back to uh, the intro when I said three days of shitting. Well, I've never really suffered from like legitimate food poisoning until this weekend. Uh, Saturday night, went to a new spot that um thoroughly enjoyed great place the atmosphere was nice the place itself was nice um some of the food was good some of the food turns out wasn't i ordered fish and chips now i've been on a big fish and chips kick recently i've been getting it pretty much everywhere have not had this issue but it was the only thing out of the ordinary that i ate uh, between friday and saturday and so um, while I was a bit hungover on Sunday, it's everything that was on top of the hangover that was the problem. Sunday night is when I really started to, to feel it, where spending a ton of time on the toilet and, you know, you're, you're getting a, a touch of a fever, your temperature's a bit up, but it was Monday where the, uh, the awful abdominal pain that is associated with food poisoning struck. Let me tell you something, folks. It was it's violent. It was just between uh, Sunday night, Monday morning, overnight, most of the day on Monday, the gallon of Pepto-Bismol that I took on Monday afternoon to try and go play golf. I made it through golf. So it was about two and a half hours, nine holes. I get back. And it just kept going. So it didn't really stop until Tuesday, sort of early afternoon. And quite frankly, I mean, I'm still a little wobbly, meaning uh, I'm hesitant. <laughs> I ate leftovers today, and I'm kind of concerned. Like, okay, was that a good was that a good move? But listen, food poisoning fucking sucks. So. It was, again, it was really the first time where you know it's food poisoning by the, the pain in your stomach. It's not your standard upset stomach. It's that lower abdominal pain where it's like, it's pain. And so, you know, eesh. there's nothing. And the worst part about it is you're on the can all the time. And now you're getting dehydrated as fuck. So it's like, okay, what do you do? Gatorade, Powerade, water, or a liquid IV. Thankfully, I have a bunch of those. So I had, you know, some liquid IV to kind of balance out the, all the water I was losing and trying to, try to put in as much water as I could. But holy shit, man. That was fucking terrible. <laughs> and I just felt the need to share. I'm fairly certain I fucking put a hole in the porcelain. That's how bad this, sh this, I almost said this shit was, but that's too literal. <laughs> literal Dave. Uh, gripe number two, the James Webb Telescope. If you are familiar with the James Webb Telescope, then 
Um, I don't want to say you're going to, you know, appreciate this great because you probably won't. Now, this is not really a knock on the, on the telescope itself because it's an inanimate object and it's floating in space. But some of the fucking pictures this thing is pumping out on the regular are just obscene. Like, there was one yesterday um, of, like, a, this spirally... <laughs> it looked like it looked like a tie-dye t-shirt almost. And apparently there was, like, you know, 10 billion planets in this picture. It's like, what do we need that for? What is the point? Like, so the pictures the other day that came out prior to that of Jupiter, like really in-depth, uh, you know, variety of lighting, pictures of Jupiter. Okay, Jupiter, it's relatively close. It's just, you're just waiting for the day where this thing is going to find something that it wasn't really supposed to find. I know that's very sci-fi-ish of me, and that, that's typically not my bag, but I liked my uh, distant galaxy pictures to be slightly blurry and mysterious, and that's what the Hubble was all about. That's why I, you know, I'm a Hubble guy. <laughs> what a fucking stupid, dorky-ass t-shirt that would be. I'm a Hubble guy. <laughs> Uh, making myself laugh over telescope jokes. But it's just, it's just too fucking good. It's too good. And you know, the, there's so much shit that's coming out of this thing. Like, where's all the stuff that they're not showing us? That's what I want to know. Yeah. That's two weeks in a row now where I've yawned mid-show. I just got done making a great telescope joke. And my body was just like, wow, that's fucking boring. Gripe number three. Uh, these phony, hey, vote now to give this thing a name polls that you see on the internet. For close to a decade now, um, we have been inundated with random stories about uh, internet voting gone wrong. There was the uh, Mountain Dew naming campaign uh, where they, you know, came up came up with you know, names to vote for a new flavor, and at one point. Uh, the internet had uh, chosen the name uh, Hitler did nothing wrong. It's like, okay, that, that's probably not right. But you left it in the hands of the internet. That's going to happen. Around the same time, there was uh, Taylor Swift who decided she was going to uh, you collaborate with VH1. Remember VH1? Yeah. Uh, VH1 to do a uh, a concert, a televised concert, sponsored by Papa John's, of all things. And they left that, uh, you know, they left it up to a vote. Well, the internet got a hold of that. And the winning school, uh, the winning, was it school? I don't know what the... 
Okay, I think that was part of the deal. That it was going to be at a school. Well, anyways, the school that won was the Horace Mann School for the Deaf in Boston. And then, of course, there was the the classic Bodie McBoatface, which was uh, an English uh, research vessel. And the British government left it up to the people to decide. And the clear front runner was Bodie McBoatface. Not sure why that was super funny, but still. Well, it struck again, this time in South Carolina, where the uh, mascot, the live mascot for the South Carolina Gamecocks needed a new name. Apparently, the stupid previous name, Sir Big Spur, um, was a problem because there was a disagreement between the previous owners of the cock and the new owners of the cock, or current owners of the cock. And apparently, Sir Big Spur was a trademarked name from the old owners. Well, there was an issue with the the actual comb on its head, the the you know the feathers on its head. One group wanted to trim them, the other group didn't. Yada yada yada, blah blah blah. So the new group's like, okay, well, we need a new name. So the the state. South Carolina and the school decided they were going to hold an online poll. Well, it turns out that the name Cock Commander was the runaway leader of this poll. I thought this was just like a funny gag. Somebody put Cock Commander. Apparently, there's a very long history behind this, and it's been around uh, since 2004. Um, the student newspaper in uh, in South Carolina had a picture of the mascot not the live mascot but the mascot it said quote I am the cock commander all other cocks must bow before the cock commander yo soy el cock commander end quote a blatant ripoff of uh, of the clit commander from uh, Jane Silent Bob but funny cock commander funny and in, in relation to the uh, Gamecocks of South Carolina, uh, you know, it's uh, fitting. So here's my problem, right? You can't fucking do this shit anymore. You can't do it. You want to know why? Because the internet will fucking win every single time. You cannot let the internet fucking run wild with anything because they will kill you. That's just what the internet does. The internet is terrible. Uh, and so despite your best intentions to have a, uh, you know, a, a cutesy little contest, um, it, it's not going to work. It is never going to work. You're just going to look stupid. Uh, and you're going to end up with uh, something just as dumb and you're going to have to call your fucking Gamecock now, like, the General. Which is what is the name that they're going with now. The General. They're paying homage to Thomas Sumter. I'm sure you are. You just don't want to call the goddamn thing Cock Commander. But look, it just it, it's another example in a long line of examples of stupidity. Don't be stupid. Because you should know by now, you should know 
anytime you leave things up to the internet, you're going, it's going to bite you in the ass. So don't do it. And that is all for the show. Uh, another, that's two consecutive boring, terrible episodes. So if you made it through the whole thing, uh, you're a brave person. You're better than I, because I, as I said, deleted a, a section of the program. But um, I'll put that out there again. Let me ask you this, okay? As Donnie mentioned, have you ever been an asshole to a cart girl? 617-657-4736. I'd love to hear from you. Tell me what you did. And then tell me why you did it. And now tell me how bad do you feel for doing it? You fucking asshole. I don't know. But uh, if you have a cart girl story, I'd love to hear from me. If you know, if you or someone you know is a cart girl, I'd love to have her on the show to talk about her experiences on the golf course with assholes. Because I'm sure it's fucking fascinating. Uh, you can let me know via any of my uh, wonderful social media channels, at ComplaintsPod on Twitter or on Instagram. My Twitter page is not bad. It's not. It makes me laugh. And granted, it's just me. <laughs> so if it makes me laugh, it's probably not funny. But I enjoy it. Uh, at complaints pod on Instagram. I have a Facebook page, but I, you know, fuck Facebook. I have a YouTube page that I don't do anything with. I have a Twitch channel that I can't figure out. I have a TikTok page at complaints talk that, uh, you know, again, I have a good idea. I'm just too lazy to do it. But call the voicemail line, 617-657-4736. What else? Is that it? That might be it. I think that's it. Uh, Yeah. All right. So uh, probably see you next week. Talk to you next week. Uh, Check out the season, NFL season preview when that comes out, which I'm sure, you know, I say I'm sure, but who knows if I'm actually going to do it. Uh, if you want to call in with a, you know, give give me a you know prediction for the Patriots Super Bowl predictions, anything like that, six one seven six five seven four seven three six. Feel free, call in. Let me know what's up. Let me know what you think. Uh, but that's it. Um, as always, please tell your friends, tell your moms, take care of each other. Take, oh, fuck, you stupid idiot. Fuck. Take care of yourself first and foremost. And then take care of each other. Godspeed. Ta-ta.